0: Detroit strange. welcome back to detroit strange see i got it that time i know <laughs> oh you I, I didn't yeah you let me you let me have it no
1: i i'm just a jerk i'm just a jerk sometimes and i to you're not a to jerk
0: let... we got mix it mixed up or once in a while yeah
1: i just yeah i like i like variety is the spice of life it and is this podcast yes because i need to because this, this podcast is
0: very spicy yes mm-hmm. in that yeah. aspect
1: what's your spice of the week
0: uh probably cumin
1: cumin okay yeah that's a i've solid used it a lot one. that's a solid one
0: i do love cumin
1: yeah Yeah, mine is uh, black garlic because I got a black garlic shaker at Trader Joe's and I've been putting it on everything.
0: I, black garlic, I don't know, I didn't, it's one of those things that like you know exists, but I've never like Mm -hmm. seen it in stores.
1: Oh, me either. That's why I bought this spice because I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah. I think I've heard of it as being described as like kind of balsamic-y. Ooh. uh... Yeah. This one's like a spice, so it's a little harder to tell. I mean, it's definitely like garlicky, but and it's definitely a little different. It's fun. It's just fun. Yeah. You know, Trader Joe's. Speaking
0: of spices, do you think Army Hammer spiced up them people before he eats them?
1: Probably with cumin. Yeah. <laughs> I that know is ta- know You and I talked about that yeah. privately, and I went down a real rabbit hole, uh, with all that information and yeah. alleged I, alleged we alleged, have to say alleged information alleged. and it is it's bonkers it's, it's real bonkers real wild it's also now you have to look at everything he's been in yeah not different but like a little different and like the characters that he's been yeah i don't know it's it's so i mean the assault stuff is just plain awful that's and yeah that's that obviously
0: stuff. the worst that's not the fun <laughs> that, like, not that cannibalism like the is fun stuff
1: is, i was gonna say the assault stuff is awful but that cannibalism <laughs> whatever no uh it's just so it's so strange and there's been like a lot of weird cannibal talk to you and this is something i know nothing about i guess there's a show called the 411 on netflix i'm kind of about- glad you
0: don't know much about cannibalism it'd be weird <laughs> if you did
1: It's about a bunch of apparently in some of the national parks, there's supposedly allegedly a bunch of feral cannibals living in them. And so there's like when people go missing in some of these parks, like there's a whole family that went missing or something. And apparently, allegedly, they were eaten by these cannibals cannibals
0: it's 2021 go get a Mc big mac or something or like or just a get salad. a steak and
1: eat it raw if that's like your jam you can do whatever you want with a steak at your house right like you don't need to eat people oh. no soylent green what soylent green what's that oh it's like i've never actually seen the movie but it's a movie i want to say from the 70s and it was about this society, kind of a like like Big Brother kind of you yeah. know thing. And the main source of sustenance in this society was something called Soylent Green, and it's basically like it—you don't need other food. Yeah. And then spoiler alert: at the end of it, they find out that Soylent Green is people, and one of the famous lines is, "Soylent Green is people."
0: Ew, that like. Rotted, I I rotted might be nasty, wrong. disgust. I mean, i never this heard. This was not of it. a
1: research topic. This is something coming off the t- flying off the top of my head right now. But for a minute, so I think was thinking
0: about it, and then I was—I don't know why it led me to. I wonder if they'll like ever get to the point because, like, you know how you have like impossible beef and impossible chicken. Mm-hmm. You think they'll ever make impossible human for like the cannibals on the go? Oh gosh, I kind of hope not. But I mean
1: here's the thing too though like all those impossible meats they're good i i enjoy the impossible burger uh i do think it's one of the better meatless substitute whatever blah 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 it is a little pricey though so i don't get it most of the time but it doesn't taste like what it's replicating it's good and it's got a nice texture that's one one thing but it's not if you're into burgers and you're like really really into burgers, you're not going to eat an Impossible Burger and be like, "I hit the spot, that's good."
0: That's fair. I've only really had it once, and it was like a White Castle slider. Mm-hmm. Call back to White Castle. I think like we talked about them a lot recently. I can't remember when. Er- Me either. Yeah, it may not even have been on the air. Now that I'm yeah, thinking about know. it, but and that's really I think the only time I've ever really had White Castle too. So like, my like point of reference for White Castle is an Impossible slider. Which I think is an interesting point of reference to have with White Castle.
1: Yeah, I've only had them like four or five times. And last time it was Impossible Slider, which Lisa, my roommate, uh, told me that that wasn't White Castle.
0: So I guess neither of us have had White Castle.
1: (laughs) Apparently not. I was like, I thought it was. Um, It said White White Castle Castle on the box. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But again, like, I think a slider also is not a burger. You know what I mean? I'm talking like for like a burger purist. Yeah. I just don't think it's the same. So basically, what I'm saying is, scientists, food scientists, please do not waste your time trying to make the impossible human meat. Do not call it like H-O-O-M-U-N or something weird. (laughs) Human. Put some cumin on that human. (laughs) Yeah. Put the cumin on the human. Um. But yeah, so our message really is. People, please don't eat other people. Um, Really. Also, you know, try to find sustainable sources of food if possible. Like, the meat industry is a little... Sus. Go ahead and eat your meat if you're a meat eater. That's cool. If you're not, that's cool too. But like, you know.
0: Eat what you're going to eat, but like, think about it for a second. Make Mm -hmm. good choices. And if you are a
1: cannibal, find some raw steak. Right. I know it's not the same, but also, I mean, people eat impossible burgers so
0: right you can make that you can make it work
1: which speaking of though did (laughs) in army hammered there was a story about him ordering a steak and he in an interview he ordered a steak in italy and it came and it was basically raw and he was like oh no and then he ate it anyway because he didn't want to be like that customer
0: right he was probably like (laughs) oh no oops whatever will i do pass the sauce like (laughs) I couldn't possibly. Speaking of steaks, we like it was my sister's birthday last weekend. So like we had steaks and they have this thing called a suve. Do you know
1: what a suve is? Uh, I want one so bad. Sous vide. Sous vide. OK. Yeah. I watched a lot of cooking shows when like sous vide was like. The thing. It, the the thing. Yeah. And yeah. every cooking show had one and I wanted one and they were really expensive. And now they have the ones that just go in the pot that are like. Yeah. yeah. That's the, one, Which that's is the probably... kind of my sister has. Mm hmm.
0: I don't know, like, given that we, like, put, like, what is it called, like, where they suck all the air out of it in plastic? Shrink wrap, right? Or
1: Vacuum. Vacuum sealed. sealed
0: like, there was vacuum mm-hmm. sealed steaks in the sous yeah. Well, so my parents can never remember the name of it, so they're always like, sous vide, duvet, bring your duvet next time. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine. I don't know. Like, where basically you cook the steak in the sous until it's, like, temperature or something, and then basically you just throw it on the grill for the last couple minutes.
1: The main thing that sous vide does is it locks in, like, the juices so that, yeah. like, as the fat cooks, it, like, permeates throughout and, like, you get an even, yeah, like, coating with the fat. Also, eggs are supposed to be really good. Like, I think it's, like, a six or six and a half minute egg in the sous vide that's supposed to be, like, oh. perfect. Like, soft boiled. Yeah. But I d- I'm not, like, a ribs person because I, don- I just don't eat, like, a ton of meat all the time. Generally yeah. speaking, I reserve it for, like, really good Situations, yeah. And I was in Paso Robles, uh, in California, and they had sous vide ribs on the menu. I think short ribs, yeah. Sous vide, char- I'm, I'm not a ribs aficionado, yeah. And they were the best. Okay. So I've had an a very opposite where I was like watching all these cooking shows and very curious about it and kind of like, but is it really that great? So it wasn't like I went into it thinking like, oh, this is going to make them amazing. It was more of like a, is this. We'll see. And I will tell you, it did. Okay. In that instance, I
0: I would definitely give it another try. I think maybe if I just cooked it on the grill a little bit longer. Because I think Mm -hmm. for me, it like, because the texture is just so consistent. I think with steak, I'm used to it kind of being like a little tougher or like, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: What, what, weird question. What cut of steak? I think New York Strip.
0: I'm not positive.
1: Okay. I wonder if with a different cut, it would be different too because of the fat content. Like, probably because a new york strip is i think kind of a relatively low fat content that's why it's like a cheaper it's still they can be plenty good but i don't i wonder if it just doesn't for that cooking style like do much whereas like maybe another cut would let it like that fat really render i just remember the word render and i wanted to throw it in
0: plus maybe i don't know is it supposed to be shrink wrapped or like vacuum sealed okay i like didn't know that for sure i like Literally had never heard of them until my parents like, oh, bring your duvet next week or something, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, like, basically, I think the science behind it is, like, less air. And then, like, again, the way that the heat circulates to get more of, like, kind of an evenness to it. And then, like, you render all the fats and kind of let them yeah, really kind of cook through, I think. Mm. Again, I've just watched, I just watched a lot of Food Network. I don't anymore, but I used to.
0: I... The only thing I really watch on Food Network anymore is Ina Garden because I have absolutely no choice but to stand. Oh, my God. I've made mm-hmm. her garlic bread like three times this month and I'm making maybe not this. I don't know. i made it like three times already. Like I got this cookbook for Christmas. I made the garlic bread three mm-hmm. times. I'm making it again today. It's too good. Yeah, it is too good. Uh, I hate her for it, but it is delicious. <laughs> so I love her for it. That's uh, fair. That's fair. But yeah, now I'm just eating a shit ton of baguettes, which I can't imagine is great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're enjoying it and, you know, everything in moderation to a degree. So yeah, I mean, it's it. the second also, time
0: this week because I think I made it Monday.
1: So it's OK. Right yeah. now's the time to for there's enough going on. Don't right. No, no, no beating oneself up for anything right now. You do what I'll you can. It. Yeah. Um. I my my big victory this week is that I exercised for 3 days. In a row.
0: I'm excited so excited, excited um for the Switch there's this game called Ring Fit Adventure.
1: I've seen a video of that. I
0: like no next to nothing about it, but I know uh other Jess, obviously not you. Uh, J- yes. Our friend Jess. There's entirely too many Jesses in our circle, but Fair, I love yes. all of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Um as do I.
0: Yes. She has it. She said she liked it. And I was just like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I am i haven't tried it yet, but I'm excited to see how it goes because cause it's just supposed to be like you can play for a couple minutes a day or like just kind of if you want just like short bursts of exercise, it's good for that. I was just like, I need something because I haven't been do- like doing the classes as much because mm-hmm. there's just nowhere in my house I can do shit like burpees because I am six foot four. And I live in a house built in the 30s, so the ceilings are not high.
1: Nobody wants to do burpees at home. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter because, like, I don't know. Like, I generally live places with like wood floors and stuff like that, and it just doesn't. Yeah, sound good. It doesn't make me feel good. I right. want to do it. Um, I'll do like the slow version of uh, You know, because yeah. I don't mind the action. It's just. Mm-mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. I just thought it would be a nice supplement to my yoga. So I was like, I'm going to get this tried out.
1: No, that's awesome. Yeah, I that's what I've been basically doing is I've been doing like 15 to 20 minutes of either like hit training. Yeah. Or yesterday I pulled up a, a 90s music dance routine. Love that. Uh, and then I'm working through yoga with Adrienne, one of her 30 day packs. Yes. And I like I like something numerical like something where it's like okay this is a 30 day thing so you're gonna do it for 30 days it
0: does like have a certain level of accountability or like perceived accountability Mm -hmm. kind of thing
1: yeah and it feels like i don't know you're working towards a goal yeah even if it's just finishing 30 days
0: i know share has a home workout video and i kind of want to try that just (laughs) because i feel like i want to be sweating to the old days with share
1: fantastic yeah I love that idea. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have to take our victories where we can and we have to allow ourselves leniency where we can. Yeah. And both are okay and good. Yeah. This has been Truth Talk with Jess. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who that Uh, personality is.
0: (laughs) It's our self help alter egos.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the year of, uh, All that. And I love it. And I'm very, very much here for it.
0: Yeah. I think kind of people are starting to realize like, oh, mental health is a kind of important. And like I talk about it with Jen and Jess all the time that like kind of just existing is exhausting right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. And that's I think I think that's been the big shift is that mental health is for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not just a for those who need it because everybody needs it. And everybody needs awareness of it. It is really exhausting. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how busy or busy you are not. Some days are just downright difficult. Like before before this today, I was walking around my house and I still need to work out today, which is not my favorite. But I was like, I'm going to do it. But I was like standing in my kitchen. I was like, I don't even want to do a dish right now. Yeah. How am I going to? I just want to nap already, and it's halfway through the day.
0: I get that. I, uh, I mean, I would nap anytime I could get the opportunity. I feel like, I'm just like, sometimes I will go to bed and just lay there, and I won't fall asleep because I'm not tired. I just want to like not actually like. I just need to like kind of go into standby mode and just like be horizontal
1: no i get that yeah my problem too is just my room is the only warm space in the house so it's very difficult to want to be anywhere else um during I these colder too. days i'm yeah. like Ooh.
0: i've been existing in my comfy which is like that blanket hoodie you see me in mm-hmm. all the time
1: mm-hmm. i've worn real pants the last three days which is <laughs> Also, a huge triumph.
0: That is. I like it's gotten to the point where I get home, and if I'm wearing jeans and I get home within 15 minutes of me getting home, I'm usually back in sweatpants. I'm like, mm-hmm. get me out of this denim cage. I couldn't possibly exist in this denim for that much longer.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I've been wearing like yoga pants every so much so. This is embarrassing, but I'm going to share it anyway because why not? Apparently, my yoga pants, I was wearing them soft, often that they dyed my skin blue or put some sort of blue pigmentation in my skin. Cause that then turned the toilet seat blue. Oh my God. I love that. And then yesterday, and actually I have a video of this. I tried to I've been trying to clean it then. Yeah. Cause we don't want a blue toilet seat. And nothing was work- like I had like Clark's cleanup, that wasn't working. I had a magic eraser that didn't really work. I scrubbed it with some of that like bar yeah scrub stuff, you know, whatever. I think it was working. And then I remembered I had Kaboom yeah, bathroom cleaner. And so I was like spraying that and I noticed it took it took it off a little bit, but it was kind of like spotty. Yeah. So I put that on again. And then I was like, I wonder if I magic eraser right after Kabooming. So I did. And it started to come off. And I was very excited. And I was like scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. I scrubbed this one area like on the inside of the ring or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It started to turn dark gray. And I was like, that's weird. So I scrubbed it harder. And now it turned brown. And it's not. It's not. It's not fecal matter.
0: No, yeah. I bet it's... you just like wore the enamel off the ceramic or something.
1: Oh, no, we I definitely I definitely wore all the layers off because and now there's just this like shit stain <laughs> on the inside of it instead of it being blue. And I'm like, I can't win.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, at that point, just it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I feel bad because. My roommate bought this toilet seat just because she wanted a fresh toilet seat.
0: (laughs) I get that, too.
1: And I don't know if you've ever toilet seat shopped. They're kind of expensive.
0: (laughs) I have because. You own a home. Yes. And also the toilet seat that was in said home was kind of busted. And I honestly let it like I lived with it for like a year and a half, too. And I was like, I could buy a new one. I could do that. And then I did. But I've already put like a chip in this one somehow. I think look at the, t- the lid of it, I must have dropped something on it and chipped it because mm-hmm. I did not because they can be expensive. But the one that I bought was not.
1: I just I looked them up briefly and I was like, oh, no. Oh, and it's not it's not like break the bank the worst. It's just. I was hoping for like twenty, twenty five dollars. And you could, definitely I think that's about $25. what I spent. Oh, OK.
0: You got to go to the hardware stores.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I just looked it up online briefly because I was like, oh, I should probably replace this. Even though, I mean, it's not my fault that my butt turned it blue. Yeah. Or that I lived in leggings. Yeah. That is the pandemic's fault. Yes. And I didn't know that my leggings were going to turn things blue. Yeah. Because my bed sheet is also blue. My duvet cover. I feel like. Speaking of duvets
0: you might need to send an email to this legging company be like um excuse me
1: it's like six different brands because i didn't buy them all at the same time i've acquired them yeah over the years so it wasn't not just like one
0: pair of leggings it was just no because it was slowly gradual over time like it
1: wasn't like oh look my i didn't even i've never seen my skin blue yeah this is just the only connection I can make, though, because I don't sit on the toilet seat with my leggings on generally. <laughs> so, like, I don't see that being a thing. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, I do sit on my bed. Yeah. So, like, my it, that could be the leggings coming off on my bed spread. But <sighs> basically being here so much has turned everything blue. That's. That's what's happening is I am apparently part Smurf. Things are blue now. Question.
0: Have you listened <laughs> to the song Blue by Eiffel 65 at all once things started turning blue?
1: I mean, I listen to it every night while I brush my teeth. Is not, that not what everybody does?
0: I wasn't sure if you did, because like, there's a couple songs you can pick from.
1: Yeah,
0: it's... I mean, that song is bonkers, and I love it because the name Eiffel 65, they literally went to a rant. I read up why they named their band that, and it was like they found like a random word generator and it popped out Eiffel, and they're like, well, let's just add a number to it. 65 sounds good. So great. And then <laughs> great they come job, out guys. the same name Blue. <laughs> yeah.
1: The <sighs> yeah, 90s were fun.
0: a wild time for music.
1: And they sure were they sure were and some of it i am very nostalgic for some oh 90s same. music because those were my
0: i still listen to aqua fight me fight me listener. oh
1: yeah Love uh, when aqua. we f- when we first you know we're our, our friendship was burgeoning yeah and you sang barbie girl at karaoke i was like we're friends <laughs>
0: I sure did. I sang both parts, Barbie and Ken. That's like one of my sociopathic tendencies where I love singing. Um, No, it's not just that, though. I've sang multiple duets by myself.
1: I think that's kind of fun, though, because then you're each character you're taking it as a character challenge.
0: Sure, we'll go with that. I think sometimes it's just like I need all the attention.
1: You got to own it, though. When When you're in those moments, you just own them and then it's fine.
0: I don't know if I've ever done it at karaoke, but I always think of doing um, Damn It, Janet by myself.
1: Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. I always think of doing um, Summer Nights from Greece." That'd be fun. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I would do
0: that one with you if you didn't want to do it alone.
1: I mean, I kind of like the idea of doing it alone because it's Please ridiculous because it, it has so many parts, but I also wouldn't mind doing it not yeah, alone. like it would just it's a—I like the music from Greece. I am a fan. I'm a musical person.
0: Grease is an interesting one. It's one that every time I watch it, it's a journey because I'm like, yay, Grease. Why am I watching this? Oh, yeah, it's real gay. I had neighbors
1: who had it on VHS growing up and would like when I was very, very young. We watched a lot of it and that and Mork and Mindy for some reason. Um, I don't think I've ever
0: seen Mork and Mindy
1: it's robin williams plays an alien uh it was a spinoff of happy days actually i recently learned from uh another show on our network called that's my shit starring comedians oh, nice. Esther Navaras and jeff horst yes they they cover nostalgic things because they're from different decade you know yeah. generations they're from different generations i couldn't remember that word one of them shows the other one, like a long thing from their generation, and the other one shows a short thing, and then they kind of like stop and talk about it in between viewings, and it's fun. And I learned that uh, Mark and Mindy was a spinoff of Happy Days, and I had no idea.
0: I love, like, I feel like there's so many like shows you didn't know were spinoffs. are like, like Frasier, what came from like Cheers, I think.
1: Yes. Oh, that one I definitely knew though, because I grew up on Cheers. See, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Cheers. It's on, I believe, not Flex. All of it. I've watched a lot of it in the past couple of years. I don't know
0: if I'm interested in seeing it though. Is it? Oh, hot but takes, you gotta hot understand. Takes.
1: You gotta yeah. understand the Sam and Diane. I, I honestly, I think Cheers was a really good show, and I think okay. that they did a really good job. I think I personally actually enjoy the Kirstie Alley years. Okay. I think it's because when I was a kid, though those i had developed enough by the Kirstie alley years to be like tv is on i am watching it that is a human and they're doing this thing so like i I just remember that more
0: the 90s were good to Kirstie alley like i feel like the late Mm because like cheers is on the 80s right
1: yeah i don't know the exact years off the top of my head but definitely like i'd say mid to late 80s into early 90s yeah
0: Because I feel like, yeah, yeah, Christy Alley, the 90s were good for her. I feel like Mm -hmm. once it starts to get the 2000s, that's where things Mm -hmm. start to go downhill. All
1: those Look Who's Talking movies, they're great.
0: Yes. And then she was in um, that Mary-Kate Nashley one. I think It Takes Two. I was thinking about
1: that one. Yes. Have you and Jess talked about that?
0: Because Jess loves that movie.
1: Oh, my gosh. I would love, I would adore talking to her about that. Because, yeah,
0: that's really good. She was in Drop Dead Gorgeous, too. like. Which I also love. I have we not talked about this yet. I bought it on DVD and I think watched we have. it.
1: Okay, I think we okay
0: because yeah, I know that I movie. Recently
1: watched it for for like a dark mockumentary. When I first saw it, I remember being like, "This movie is gold" because it's just
0: it's just so unfortunate like that they went so hard with the R word in that character because I feel like
1: they did, but they, you also do have to put it into the context of the time and yeah. also. You have to, I think they're actually, I think they're calling light to people who use the R word because the people who do it are all these like people in the town. Yeah. Who have some other character flaws, we'll say too.
0: That's kind of like how I took it too. It was like, Mm -hmm. just kind of like small town and just that is very, I think at the time, it's just, it's one of those things that just really didn't age well about it. And it's so... yeah
1: see to me it doesn't it doesn't and maybe it's because i saw it at the time too so it doesn't it doesn't bother me because again i think it's calling light to dirt and there are people yeah who unfortunately use that word and in the movie itself too nobody's using it as like um they're using it as a descriptor word they're not using it necessarily as As a slur as a slur yeah
0: that's a fair point Mm. What was I gonna say? I think that's why it's not streaming though. That's my guess because it's not streaming anywhere. You can't even buy it. You have to buy it physically. Really?
1: Yeah. It used to. It's been streaming before though because I watched it on streaming. No,
0: because I looked for it streaming everywhere because like Trixie Mattel talks about it frequently, and from what I had heard of it, I was like, call classic beauty pageant, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. This sounds like my up right up my alley, right up my Christie alley.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, the cast in general. I mean, yeah. Amy Adams is in it. Brittany Murphy's in it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Um, why am I forgetting the other main Ellen Burstyn.
0: Fucking Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney yes. is a queen. Um, she's so good
1: in it. She's so she good. could be in
0: every movie, and I would love it. Because mm-hmm. she just, she really elevates any movie she's in.
1: Mm-hmm. Why am I forgetting Kirstie Alley's da- Daughters? She's uh, Denise really Richards. Richards. Yes, Denise Richards is really good in it.
0: I think that's another reason because Trixie kept making this. She on one episode, of Uh, she's like, I've just been walking around my house telling myself I would never I wouldn't be surprised if we never heard from Denise Richards again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, she's not wrong. She played mm -hmm. a nuclear physicist in a James Bond movie, which I find interesting.
1: She's been all over the map. Yeah. And, you know, she's had some, from what I understand, some tough goes and such, too. And yeah. You know, she's I hope good she does what she wants to do. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think she's done a lot of really great roles. And that one's particular. She's she hits the nail on the head with that role. Like she oh, does the perfect definitely. job. Nobody else could have done it like she did.
0: Yeah. Um so we're both sipping on things, but neither of us are like super excited about or sipping on, but we're excited what we're sipping on of. Yep. <laughs> Because I just have a white claw, but, like, I recently made, like, a bunch of koozies. And so I've just been, like, drinking a lot of canned beverages because of these koozies. Like, this one right now, like, this is Sailor Mars from Sailor Moon, and, like, that's the Mars symbol from the show.
1: hmm I love it. It's adorable.
0: Yes. So, like I said, I've just been drinking a lot of canned beverages.
1: hmm We'll have to do some koozies for, for this show.
0: We should, yes. Yeah.
1: That would be really fun. Yeah. A new design, maybe, or something you know, mix it up a little. Yeah, something, something. Yeah, Uh, I'm excited about my beverage container because it's one of those insulated to go wine cups with a lid, or as I like to call it, an adult sippy cup. Yeah, my roommate gave me for Christmas or my birthday. I can't remember because they're basically the same time. Yeah, and it's very nice because you know we had bonfires and stuff, and one time I broke a wine glass, so. I own this.
0: (laughs) I got my friend Annie one of those because I think she said she fell asleep in bed with a glass of wine and spilled it all (laughs) over herself. So I was like, "I'm gonna get you this cup, girl."
1: (laughs) I don't know that it will help though, because like, there's still an opening. I think the one I got
0: her had like a like a flat, oh, like a closer. Okay, yeah, like it was literally like a wine (laughs) sippy cup.
1: I love an adult sippy cup. I've had several of them throughout the years and i just i think they're a good idea i love a, a we talked about this before but like a fancy beverage container they can look pretty they can photograph beautifully but for actual practical purposes i just i want something yeah i can just hold and this one i have actually i do like my drink today though i have a waterloo watermelon which waterloo, waterloo. really makes they make some of the best um beverage like a uh, water beverages okay <laughs> seltzer There's watermelon. They have a grape one, which I just got like. Interesting.
0: You never see like grape water because like wine. No,
1: No, it's pretty good, too. And so I did that with a little gin and then some fresh lime juice. But this is the watermelon one. So watermelon gin and lime juice. And it's delightful.
0: Love that for you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I figured we're recording on a Friday, so.
0: Right. 2 p.m. on a a Friday. Why not? Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm worth it. I'm going to have a white cloth. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm crazy. I'm going to
1: do you it. You are worth it. Yes. <laughs> well, since you're worth it, would you like to hear a story?
0: I would love to hear a story.
1: So this one is about a memorial. Okay. I'll tell you which one in a moment. So September 10th, 1939, which is nine days after Germany invaded Poland, the Michigan War Veterans Memorial was dedicated by lighting an eternal flame while a crowd of 5,000 gathered, most of whom were veterans of the Great War and their families. Okay. And this was located at Woodward and State Fairgrounds, The Road. Okay. So it was designed to honor veterans of all wars and conflicts and was dedicated to, quote, to the memory of those living or dead who serve their flag and country so unstintingly.
0: It's, sorry. Sorry. No, see, please. it's interesting, like seeing World War One memorials because it's always called like the Great War, because they, they didn't—they didn't see the sequel coming, honey. They were they just like, it was "This will never it happen coming. again," but then it did,
1: and not that and long. Worse. Yeah, that's like the crazy thing is, like, I forget honestly. I know the years of World War Two. I don't know the exact years of World War One, other than it was like early 1900s, like 19. 19- yeah. Well, wait, didn't I just say?
0: We're not a history podcast. 1939 oh, no, that is was, when the. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I yeah. think it was like the late 1900s, early 1910s. That is yeah, my guess. Yeah, something like that. My I cousin mean, is you, screaming right now. My cousin who's a history teacher is screaming. <laughs> I can guarantee it.
1: I um, am not looking it up on the Internet right now as we speak uh, at all. It was 1914 to 1918. OK. Yeah. So, I mean. Within a couple decades. We're just going to go right back into yeah. big old war and it's going to be bigger. Uh, it is kind of crazy, too, because I do feel like as a society, we kind of blip over World War One. We're like, there was a really big war and it kind of like did happen and it was a big deal. But let's talk about World War Two, which like we should talk about World War Two, because like, Cause let's the sequel never blew it out of the water. Fucking yeah. do that shit again, because that was.
0: Let's not make it a trilogy. It's beyond fine as a sequel.
1: Beyond, yeah,
0: yeah, just so much horrendous shit.
1: Yeah. So this particular memorial, though it um it is four sided. It contains about two hundred and fifty stones, which identify various veteran organizations from across the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like engraved into plaques, basically. Yeah. And when it was put up, it included the Civil War, Spanish American War, Great War, and Allied Intervention in North Russia in nineteen eighteen to nineteen okay uh because again this is like nine days after yeah world war ii essentially started it's about 30 to 35 foot tall and about 12 foot in diameter which is pretty sizable big. across yeah. yeah and i actually got to go see it one time on a like detroit history bus tour which was oh, really nice. cool yeah i'll share those photos i've got a couple of them Ooh. over the years though there's been a lot of neglect it has started to fall apart itself it It has that eternal flame, but that actually hasn't had a gas supply for a number of decades. So, not so eternal. No, unfortunately. Or the foundation has been settling, and some Mm -hmm. stones have actually started to fall out of it a little bit. And also, there's been a little bit of theft. Some things have been stolen, including like some of the copper pipes. I think that helped with that eternal flame. Yeah. And maybe even some of the plaques themselves, which I'm like savage. Yeah. And it's been estimated it would cost somewhere around, this is an estimate, $650,000 to restore it. That's a lot. Yeah. There's uh, been several attempts to raise the funds to fix it. And there is a Facebook group that's very easy to find that's a part of these efforts. In 2007 to eight, a state house built... Sorry, tongue-tied. Basically, in the state house, there was a bill that would have given $100,000 and installed an LED replacement flame, and it failed to get passed. Damn. And there was a Relight the Flame campaign established in 2008, aiming to restore it by the 70th anniversary, which would have been in 2009. But the state fairgrounds announced in early 2009, which we know from an episode about the state fairgrounds, that the Michigan State Fair would be shutting down after its 2009 run. Yeah. Which kind of put a kibosh to those efforts and also just like change that area so drastically too. Yeah. But in 2015, another try at raising funds for the monument was headed by then state Senator Virgil Smith. Smith stated that $100,000 towards restoration had made it in early stages of the budget appropriations process. However, this was derailed when Smith was arrested for shooting his ex-wife's uh, Mercedes Benz. Just shot her car? We're going to take a side journey.
0: Okay. Uh, ends- so, oh, sorry.
1: A little bit about Mr. Smith, um, Virgil Smith. He had a history. We're just going to just for a brief history of him. Yeah. He had his license revoked in 2004 for operating while impaired and intoxicated. He he got his license back in 2008. So four years later in 2010, he was pulled over by Detroit police for speeding when the officer smelled a little something extra in the car and the case got moved around a lot due to basically potential conflicts, because, again, this is a government official. And yes, but eventually the charges were dropped as his B.A.C. was under the legal limit at the time of his initial arrest. Yikes. So that's all in 2008. Virgil Smith meets Anesthesia Thomas sometime around here. Anesthesia? And they married an, an, It's A-N-I-S-T-I-A. anestia. Okay. I am sorry if I'm saying that wrong. No, it's not no, I just don't like you said
0: anesthesia. I'm like I think like I kind of because I was reading away. it very quickly. You're good. Um lovely. I'm, not name.
1: Gonna, I'm gonna call her Thomas because I'm gonna call him Smith from this point on. Fair. Uh just to clarify the two of them. And they were married. And again, I apologize if I've said her name wrong. Please correct me if you know how to say it. Because I yep. love name corrections more than anything in the planet. Yes. When I was a teacher, I was always like hey, I know you're a kid and I'm an adult or whatever, but I don't care. Please tell me how to say your name because I want to say it correctly and tell me every time I say it wrong, please. Because I just, I think that's like respectful. Right. Um, And if somebody says your name wrong, just tell them. Right. And if they're jerk about it, they're just a jerk. So yeah. Anyway, they were married in May of 2009 and they filed for divorce in July of that same year. Love it. Yep. And Thomas, at first, denied that there was a breakdown in the marriage and ended up countersuing for an annulment. And Smith later consented to this, and it was granted in October of 2009. So this all happens very quickly. But six years later, in May of 2015, Smith accused Thomas of intruding on his property at 1 a.m. unannounced. She had allegedly been trying to call him, but to no avail, which is why she came over. Smith, at this point, was laying sleeping in his bed with another woman at the time. Mm-hmm. Thomas reportedly started banging on his bedroom windows, telling him to come outside. He met her at the side door, and she forced her way inside. But Thomas's account is that they met at the front door, and he was joined by a naked woman.
0: Oh, just a <laughs> detail he had to throw in there.
1: Well, she. That was her oh. account, was that the naked woman, yes.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, She's gotcha. She's Thomas.
1: He is Smith. Gotcha. According to Smith, though, after Thomas, you know, kind of pushed her way in, that's when she found the naked woman in smith's bed so i don't know what their relation it didn't say what their relationship was at this point in time but clearly there was still some sort of feelings or something and it didn't say why she needed to get in contact with him so they began to argue during which smith ascertains that he had to hold back thomas from attacking his guest but thomas's report Police report states that Smith punched her in the face four or five times, then rammed her head into the floor and the wall, causing her to fall into the TV.
0: Damn. Mm -hmm.
1: He then allegedly put his arm in the back of her neck to prevent her from breathing. She then left the house, fell over the railing outside, and hit her face on the concrete. When she got up, she saw him holding a big gun. Then she saw him open fire on her Mercedes Benz. She ran to a nearby alley, fled, and then fled to a neighbor who helped her clean up a little and call nine one one.
0: You froze for a second.
1: Oh no! Did I lose you?
0: We are back after some technical difficulties, and
1: you might not have known we went away, but we sure did. My computer went crazy.
0: It sure did. And then um while and just Jess's computer was going crazy. We weren't on the Zoom call. I was just like just like put my pinky in my ear, just dig around because I get itched and then I scratched too hard. my pinky is apparently sharp and now my ears are bleeding. So mm-hmm. I blame Murphy retrograde
1: for everything. I blame um, just cutting my
0: nails and not filing them for this.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm still I'm still going with retrograde for all these technology oh, yeah. issues. Uh, cause it. I've never seen a computer do that. The battery went. We like just everything, and it's not. It the laptop's only like a year and some change old. Yeah, it's not like an
0: old laptop.
1: <laughs> I'm still paying <laughs> for it, so yeah. Um, please be okay, please, laptop. Yeah, please, if you, if you could, that'd be great. Right. Absolutely great. Uh, but we're back. We are. We've so made the it last back. thing I
0: remembered is. Um, Smith had done shot up Thomas's car a lot
1: you know what let's just start when she saw he had a gun okay so she saw him holding a big gun and he fired it at her car she ran to a nearby alley and then a neighbor's house and the neighbor let her call 911 helped her clean up a little bit evidence texts found three bullet holes in the hood two in the driver's headl- side headlight two in the driver's side front fender one in the driver's side door windshield and rear door pillar so that's three um, and Smith would later call this the stupidest thing he's ever done. So he did regret it. Mm-hmm. He was charged with domestic violence, malicious destruction of property, and felonious, or felonous, felonious, felonious, felonious assault in May of 2015. He served a 10-month jail sentence in March of 2016 and had five years of probate, probation, but felonious assault and domestic violence were dismissed as of August 2020 due to insufficient evidence. Ugh. So basically, he couldn't help them anymore with <laughs> their uh, efforts in trying to get money, uh, I, government yeah, funding. Yeah, I for understand why. The,
0: the value charges kind of do put a damper on activities.
1: Mm-hmm, they do. They do. Uh, so we'll go forward to 2018 when it was announced that it was getting a facelift and possibly being moved to a spot in Milliken State Park on the riverfront. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. So there's some mixed feelings about it from some people, but it is being dismantled by the state and veteran organization. But the veteran organizations fear that it will not sit or they do fear that it will sit in a box somewhere hidden away. And they're advocating for it to be reassembled elsewhere in Detroit, maybe somewhere like Belle Isle, and that they wanted that by September of 2019. That didn't happen. Uh, According to Paul Pozzallo of Clinton Township, the plans uh, aren't to destroy it, but just to tear it down but make it like basically disassembled for move to be able to move it. Yeah. Uh, some veterans want it relocated. They think it, Milliken's a good place for it, but moving it anywhere is going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. The Michigan department of technology management and budget and the legislature ded- dedicated $250,000 from the state fairground sale proceeds to support a study that it was designed to help the, basically study to remove the monument to keep as much of it intact as possible. Um, some private fundraising was also opened up to help with reconstruction as well as the cost to move it. And the magic number is said to be around $400,000 now. Okay. This would actually help in the land, land maintenance as well too, because you know, it has to be like mode and you know, like all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Right. If they put it somewhere kind of where that stuff's already happening, I get yeah. why it would be less. Yeah.
1: But it's also pointed out that there's no veterans parks in the city of Detroit, despite there being a large pocket of small parks throughout the city. Yeah. And there are individual memorials, but nothing dedicated just to veterans. So that's also kind of a thought there, too. One last thing, though, is Mm -hmm. also. At least when it was up at its previous location before, because I believe it is in storage right now while people are deciding what to do with it. Mm -hmm. It is haunted oh i was on a haunted history of detroit tour when i viewed this memorial there's not a lot of information online about its haunting so i'm just going to share the stories as i best remember them mm-hmm. uh but basically there's a bus stop like right outside of the spot where it was and mm-hmm. the person who was giving us the tour name is bailey she's awesome and amazing and she had talked to one of the bus drivers of that, one of the main bus drivers of that bus route. And they mentioned that there was a man that they had tried to pick up who was in a uniform, and I think they hadn't possibly seen them on several occasions, but they mysteriously disappeared instead of getting on the bus. Like, they were there one second, gone the next.
0: Ooh, spooky! Mm
1: -hmm. And this happened, I believe, on several occasions, and possibly even more than one bus driver had this experience.
0: That's ooky spooky. Yeah. I haven't gotten to say ooky spooky in a while.
1: I know. We got the oaks and the spooks.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> other than that, though, I don't know any stories. So if anybody has any stories about any kind of activity, please let us know. Yes. And my sources really quick were mwvm.grabble.org, freep.com, click on detroit.com, detroitnews.com, and apnews.com, and Wikipedia. Nice.
0: What a journey that was Mm -hmm. all over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I did try to look up like the current state of it. I couldn't find that much. I'm sure, especially with the whole pandemic situation.
0: Yeah. Didn't help things.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, if anybody does know any updated information about it, if it does have a final place that it, it will be resurrected. I'd love to hear it. So let me know.
0: Yeah, well, great job! I love that. I love that it's spooky. It had some felonious drama.
1: It, it definitely did.
0: Yeah, I hope we get to see it again someday. I hope it doesn't just sit in storage indefinitely.
1: Yeah, it was. It's like it was really cool because all the stones are like different colors and different like types of actual you know rock. Um yeah. Which I love rocks. As we know, I mean, this yes. was my big excitement was I bought a bag of dirt online and dug through it for rocks. Uh, yeah, greatest moment of my life. And I was enjoying
0: it secondhand. I was watching you Pillow of the rocks. I'm like, man, I wish I had a bag of dirt.
1: I should show you my final, Ooh, my final yes. haul because I finished it, uh, digging through my bag of dirt. Which you if should anybody put it up on the is Insta. into crystals or gems or anything, please. Uh, Go to I think it's like sluice something or other found in a Etsy, but look up bag of dirt, <laughs> or if yes. you need a link, just contact me. She must dress uh, I will let you know where to find a bag of dirt yes. and but yeah, these were all different colors, and it was really we were there at sunset, too, which also kind of just made it extra gorgeous, yes. and there was a ghost story being told to me at the time, like these are all the things I love, so yeah, um i hope it I hope it goes back up, um, same. And you know, I think you know it's it's nice to recognition. Exactly. Love a good memorial.
0: Same. Well, I think you have earned yourself a two truths and a lie.
1: Yay! Fantastic.
0: I kind of instead of facts this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's like just I'll just get to it. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um like I mentioned I don't know if I mentioned it on air but I've had you keep me holding on by cam Wilde stuck in my head. And I was telling my friend my friend Grace about it and I was like, "Oh, I have she's like, "Which version?" And I'm like, "Wait. I didn't know it was a Supreme song originally. So the Supremes did it first then cam Wilde covered it."
1: Yeah, I don't know who the person you're talking about is to be honest.
0: Fair. It was just like a very 80s cover, like very synth, okay. very it was like the lip sync song on uh, Drag Race UK last oh, okay. week. And so I just have it stuck in my head. I've had it stuck mm-hmm. in my head since then, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but then I thought about like, it'd be kind of fun to do a two truths and a lie, but like covers versus original. So okay, I have a list of three songs. Two are covers. One's an original. So basically, okay. which one's not a cover?
1: Ooh, this is interesting.
0: Yeah, so the first song I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts Mm -hmm. Two, Holiday by Madonna And three, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash So which one is an original song?
1: Which is an original song? I think it's Holiday by Madonna.
0: Shit, yeah that is correct
1: (laughs) Uh, That's the only reason I know that is what movie is that mentioned in? I think it's Bridget Jones' oh too, that, that tracks. or something i feel like there's a movie where there's a, a madonna trivia portion
0: damn it i should have picked something more obscure but no that I'm was actually share. a really
1: good idea though because if i hadn't learned that at some point i would have for sure thought that was a cover yeah i did know ring of fire for sure was did
0: you know the i love rock and roll
1: i didn't know that one
0: okay So just the facts I had, in case you guessed them. I Love Rock and Roll was originally recorded by a band called The Arrows. It was a British band that also had a TV series in the 70s. Joan heard it when she was touring with The Runaways and re-recorded it after she assembled the Blackhearts. And then Ring of Fire was written by June Carter and Merle Kilgore. Um, So it was like June before she married Johnny. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was first recorded by her sister Anita. A year later, Johnny heard it and had a dream where he heard it rearranged with mariachi horns. And so he made it and took it to number one on the country charts.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a great Two Truths and lie. That one was a lot of fun. And yeah. it's an interesting spin on on the game. And I kind of, now I'm like, ooh.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a fun one. I have some honorable mentions, too, of songs I yeah. didn't know were covers. Uh, the Tide is High by Blondie. Which I guess makes sense when you think about it cuz it is very like different from a lot of other blondie songs, but it was originally recorded by a Jamaican band called The Paragons. Uh Mickey okay. by Tony Basil?
1: I mean, yeah, it's got that vibe too.
0: Yeah. Uh Mickey by Tony Basil. Like, "Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind." Hey Mickey. Uh, hey Mickey. Yeah. So it's ba- basically like oh, there was a song called "Kitty" from a British band called Racy. Mm-hmm. And the writing team behind it just switched the genders and added the cheerleading oh. hook, and then basically that's how we got Mickey.
1: I, that song will be in my head now for seven days.
0: Uh, <laughs> At the I'm sorry, of you're of welcome. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, "Vacation" by the Go Go's, which made me feel like I was on the right track for "Holiday" by Madonna, even though they're not even kind of the same song. But like, so "Vacation" by the Go Go's was originally written by the bassist Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's uh when she was part of another group called the Textones but then when okay. she the Go-Go's got together she brought that song and i think it was actually a B-side of another cover they did of a song and um so basically the Go-Go's first two songs were covers which i think is interesting
1: okay yeah yeah there's so many songs that are covers that it's not yeah it's it's Crazy.
0: I like Do you have a definitely... cover? Oh. It's a deep cut because mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has heard it besides like me and the people I forced li- to listen to it. But um Katy Perry has a great cover of um Need Your Love.
1: Who's the original am I?
0: Oh, I'm gonna have to look it up.
1: Sorry, um, I put you on the spot.
0: It's like the I know, you know, my boyfriend is out of town.
1: Oh, so have a drink. Da, Let's da, talk it da, da, over. Yeah. Okay. I do know that song. I need your love tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fun. Tonight, 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 yeah. tonight. Yeah. That's a fun song. I do like that song.
0: Yeah. And it was like early Katy Perry. Like it was off her. I don't know. Is EP like just like a couple songs? I can never remember. Yes. Yeah, I forget what Uh, it stands
1: for, but yeah, it's like a um, like extended play, I think. Maybe.
0: Use your love, not need your love.
1: Okay. Hey, once you started singing, I knew the outfield.
0: Yeah, but it's a great cover. It is on Spotify, so highly recommend it. Also, weirdly, also another great Katy Perry cover is she did Electric Feel, but like kind of a jazz like cover, like I don't like Mm -hmm. just like a weird stripped down kind of like ooh yeah. Shock mm-hmm. me like an electric
1: ear. Although the first one's kind of.
0: This was just more know. just like, yeah, like very stripped down and kind of mm-hmm. just like guitar and maybe like a xylophone. I don't know.
1: OK. I like kind of like PMT an acoustic cover. That's fine. Yeah. I like that. I Do that. you
0: have some favorite covers?
1: Um, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Is just... I don't know if I know that one. That it's it's a cover of Nine Inch Nails, which is just phenomenal. Um, I don't know if I know either version. Really? That I hurt, no. I hurt myself today. No. Hurt myself today. No. It's so sad. You'll cry. If you if you need a good cry, it's a really good song for that. Okay. Uh, and then I'm trying to think. I know there's other ones that I I freak out about. Lisa and I were listening to. It was a Christmas song one. Oh, it was um the Jimmy World cover of of Last Christmas is really fun. Uh I wouldn't say it's my favorite cover, it's just like one I've listened to semi recently, and so I remember it. Yeah. I d I don't know. Oh, I there was it. also a guy who did an acoustic version of Oops, I Did It Again. I don't know who he was, but it was really good.
0: I feel the same way I I'd say I like covers generally more than remakes, because kinda like a cover is like a remake of a song if you think about it and like a Mm-hmm. remake is a cover of a movie mm-hmm. um you have like i feel like for it to be successful you have to keep the essence of the original but add like a new spin to it because i think like sometimes when remakes mm-hmm. are made or like a cover if it's too close to the original people are like why did you bother yeah no like, you have to add your personality Lion king, yeah mm-hmm. like the live king remake like yeah the live action remake why it's did you bother? It's just a fancy cartoon. It's
1: so bizarre to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was not interested. I didn't, I've never seen mm-hmm. it.
1: Although I did see a dog watching it on TikTok and that was pretty cute.
0: Okay, I'm there for that. But like, <laughs> apart from dogs watching it, I will never watch it.
1: Yeah. I watched it once just to, to yeah. watch it. But I, I feel like I, a
0: lot of those remakes are kind of garbage. Cartoon.
1: Yeah. I, like. I like original movies generally. Movies are, I think, movies are a little different. I mean, there can be good movie remakes for sure, too. Oh, for sure. I guess it follows the same guidelines, though, of, like, you have to change something about it or do something unique or special with it. Otherwise, like, why bother?
0: Like, Like A Star is Born's been made four times. I think they just kind of, like, keep updating it, which I think is an interesting take. Like, I wonder if in, like, 30 years from now they're going to make another Star is Born. It'll take place in space. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Get on that. Yeah. Somebody who makes things.
0: But I think that pretty much wraps us,
1: right? I think so.
0: If you want to look us up on our social medias, uh, we're at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter. Detroit Strange on Facebook. And our email address is DetroitStrange at gmail.com.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you want to support the show, we've got a threadless shop. uh If there's any merch you'd like to see, let us know.
0: we're yeah. always willing to come
1: up with new stuff. And we've also got our Patreon. Both of those, you can just look up Detroit Strange and find us. And this month, we're also asking for people to. Well, we're always asking for subscribe, rate, review as all podcasts. There's a
0: sweepstakes this time.
1: Uh, yes, a sweepstakes. Yeah. And if you leave a review, hopefully you like us. <laughs> yeah hopefully it's nice and we will enter you into a contest all throughout the month of february and we will send merch and we yeah. will announce in march who has won this contest we'll have you email us and tell us what you want yeah we'll get you a thing it could be a yeah. t-shirt it could be a mug it could be a tote bag something yeah. to suit you
0: maybe a koozie if you into koozies
1: maybe a koozie yeah yeah made I'm by alex
0: koo- yes i will hand make a koozie <laughs> handmade if you, if you want your name on it i could put your name on it too
1: mm-hmm. so we'll work with you basically because yeah. we appreciate you we want you for to listening. want what you're getting yeah regardless either way thank you for listening we appreciate that yes uh this is just a way to give some stuff to people yeah <laughs> so i guess until, until next, next time, time stay, stay straight
0: we were so in sync in that one.
1: We were on both parts. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Sax and Violence.